This is womensleadershipsuccess.com radio, episode number 34. Part 2 of Insider Secrets for Women Leaders. How to get your first seat on a corporate board with Sabrina Brahm and Ann Mannix, a veteran member of many corporate boards. If you heard part one of my interview with Ann Mannix, you'll know that being named to a board can be an invaluable career tool for you and any businesswoman leader. Now it's time to find out what is expected and how to act once you take your seat at the boardroom table. There are unwritten rules of corporate board etiquette that you can use to your advantage when becoming a member of the Old Boys Club. You'll learn these rules in this program. And be sure to listen for a special offer at the end of the show on how to sign up for a free copy of my new 7 Secrets to a Profitable Job Promotion video training series. Welcome to Women's Leadership Podcast, showing you how to influence people, improve your performance, and advance your career. Brought to you by women's leadership and career expert Sabrina Brahm and womensleadershipsuccess.com. Here's your chance to meet women trendsetters leading the way to success, accomplishment, and balance in business and life, no matter if you're a manager, CEO, or entrepreneur. Join Sabrina for coaching and no-nonsense advice to improve your career and bottom line. Okay, this is Sabrina Brom with womensleadershipsuccess.com, and we're talking again with Ann Mannix, um, and this time we're talking about how to maximize your board experience once you're on a board. Welcome, Anne. Well, thank you, Sabrina. And once you're on a board, you've, I mean, you did it. You did all the wonderful things that you talked about in, in, the, in your first show, and you got on this board. What is it that, what are the, the tricks or the tips that you need to pay attention to to really be an excellent board member? Well, you will laugh when, um, when you hear one, a couple of these, when I was first found out that I was uh, elected to a New York Stock Exchange board, I was with somebody and who has been a board member, and he said, well, you remember what the rule is. I said, huh, what's the rule? He said, you don't say anything for one year. Oh, amazing. I, I said, what? But uh, what he meant was you go in there and you listen and you read and you ask questions not at the board meeting. So you you really are not qualified to be, I mean, he was right. And now it, it wasn't a full year. But it, this is not the time to be talking about your expertise. So maybe you were a very good human resource manager. This is not the time to be talking about it. As a matter of fact, it's not the time to be an expert at all. Um, and the second thing you don't do, you don't take notes. You know, I think we as women are so used to just taking copious notes and paying attention. No, no notes. Um, why? Well, uh, one of the boards that I was on 20, uh, yeah, 15 years ago, just last year, was being challenged in, uh, by a lawsuit. And the first thing the attorneys for the opposing side did was ask me if I kept any notes during my time as a board member. Wow. And I was, I was happily able, able to say, no, I did not. Mm-hmm. Or could you take a note and shred it later? <laughs> you could take a note and then you turn it back in to the, to the corporate secretary. Uh-huh. So, um, so what, 
so what you're going to do when you get there? I mean, that's a really it's it's about any it's about orientation. You don't you don't get an orientation package. Mm-hmm. So it's up to you to really understand what the businesses are. These are usually very complex businesses with multiple facilities. I found it helpful to um, take the personal time to go visit some of the facilities, and so that I could at least have a sense of 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 some of the things that were discussed. Uh huh. So you're you're finding out about the business, about the facilities, yes, and um, you're also understanding the boys' game in terms of how the men are acting on the board, what they're saying, yes, um, yes. and to really pay attention to that. It's almost it's, it's, it's almost like you're in you're in a, a country where you don't speak the language, and you got to figure out what's going on. It's absolutely correct, and the biggest mistake people make, and and I've seen men do it too, is that they they start spouting off things when they have no earthly idea where the bodies are buried and what the interaction is and who who was the president before, and um, it's it's about really really listening and paying attention and and making sure that you understand who their competitors are. Uh, what what their their historical profits have been, and if you have questions, which I did, I mean, and anybody would, it, these are for offline conversations. So mm-hmm. it's meeting it's meeting with the uh, VP of finance and saying, well, you know, I noticed that your reports. I don't exactly understand that cascading chart, uh, you know, for uh, for days received day, accounts receivable. Mm-hmm. Could you explain that? To mm-hmm. Me? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, it, uh, I've come several comments about this. One is the time in that board meeting is so valuable yes. that you don't want to waste it with anything other people already know about. You want to take that offline. That's one thing. Yes. And the other thing I was thinking, I was thinking about when I years ago when I first started doing uh, professional executive coaching, I spoke up more because I wasn't as confident. And I think... Oh, oh so right. I think it takes a lot of confidence to sit there for a year and not speak up. It it does because we are we are taught to chirp 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 and let them know how smart we are, and then all of a sudden that doesn't count anymore. We're already assumed to be smart, and it's, it's the questions that are asked. It's not the experience that is related. Mm-hmm. Do you think? Um, uh, it's helpful to meet individually with the different board members? Well, I think it's more important to understand what the company does. In other words, I met with the corporate executives of the company, so privately with the president, privately with the financial people, um, maybe with the factory manager, so that I had a full understanding. And the board members, you know, that's a, that's a group uh, where, you know, those are all people from different operations, uh, different Different companies, different backgrounds, mm-hmm. and and that's another reason to be quiet. Is that you got to find out who who they are, and maybe they don't like a new person on the board, or maybe they maybe they are they're feeling threatened. Mm-hmm. So that's that's kind of part B is sizing up the members on your board. And I think I told you on one of the first boards I was on in 1989 or 90, there was a guy on the board. And he he called me up before the board meeting and said, hey, honey, will you pick me up at the airport? I mean, that's how archaic it was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I did. 
I picked him up, and then I told everybody about it, and he and and he looked like a complete idiot. But I was able to laugh about it. You know, who there's no one to complain to. Uh huh. So it's it's the it's the biggest uh, playground in the world. And boy, you you got in the, you got you got really have your wits about you. Mm-hmm. And you've got to keep. Well, how do you do that so you're not marginalized or kind of put into the slot of uh, you know some of the stereotypes of being a female? How do you do that? Well, um, I think that that's that's a huge deal, and I think people, I think the women in the audience know that in, even in their own companies, they can say something, and a guy sitting next to them could say the same thing, and all of a sudden, all eyes are turned to the guy, and not to them, mm-hmm. with the same absolute observation. Mm-hmm. And uh, I have to say that's that's a chronic uh, that's a chronic problem, and. Mm-hmm. I I have I have maybe two strategies on that one. Uh, one is to we had we had this wonderful guy on our board, one of our boards who's since passed away. His name was Paul Bass, and honestly, if he said anything, people just were riveted. He was he was prominent in the community. He was a prominent golfer. He was a prominent everything. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, no matter what he said, people would listen. And no matter what I would say, they wouldn't listen to me. So I started saying, well, Paul Paul Bass and I discussed last night on the whole issue of. And so all of a sudden people can't ignore me because I had just been talking to Paul. Or Paul and I last night discussed this. Uh-huh. And Paul, meant, Paul and I, I mentioned to Paul last night X. Well, it, it works. It works. So they had to pay attention to me. And then he had to endorse what I said, so that's even better. Uh huh. And and that's that's a pretty darn good strategy. And the the other strategy is that uh, if if you can't get anything across in the group, then then do it one on one and do it before the board meeting. Uh, and this would this would apply to anybody in any company. I mean, if you're finding yourself discounted and it's just rampant, Sabrina. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's rampant. Uh, no matter what brilliance you have to uh, pronounce. So one-on-one is better. So, Dave, you know, would you, at the board meeting, I, you know, I don't want to take the time to mention this at the board meeting, but could you bring up the whole issue of, of the marketing uh, group in Canada? Mm-hmm. It's a concern of mine. So that's that's the only way is to kind of bite it off one step at a time, um, If you especially if you do have something to offer, if you're just shooting your mouth up, you will be discounted. But if you do have something to say or a good question to ask, and you know it's not going to be acknowledged, then you have to take it offline or or come up with some kind of inclusive strategy to get it across. Mm-hmm. And I, I like what you're saying. I think so many so many times I've heard women say, you know, they're angry about it, it's frustrating, and they just kind of give up. And it's really working with what is and just continually figuring out how to influence the game so it begins to change. It is annoying, though, I'll tell you. It is annoying. I, I sympathize with people. We have all, Most all boards have a board dinner the night before. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's where a lot of the, the, you know, that's where the action is also. And honestly, to get a word in edgewise, 
is amazing. I mean, the last time we were on a board, I was tele- I I was all psyched up because I knew they were going to listen to me because I had just been skydiving, mm-hmm. just been skydiving, and you can be sure that the guy who is my nemesis then just told a story about how he swam, you know, from Bermuda to somewhere else and and did a nine mile swim, and everybody's riveted on what he has to say. So there's. No grabbing the attention. It's mm-hmm. just simply not possible. Right. It's, uh, it's, yeah, so that, so how do you deal with that? Well, it's just, it's just like we're saying, you know, you, you, you pick your moments, you pick the people that you want to influence, um, uh, you, you outwardly tease somebody for trying to take too much attention, but, but you can't, you can't, uh, shut down. Right. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But it's the biggest challenge. I would say that it's the biggest challenge in being in any, um, whether it's a corporate board, a nonprofit board, or even your own company. <clears throat> even uh, just being in meetings. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Even just being in a social situation. We've all been there. It's amazing. Yeah, it is. And uh, we're going to change the game. Yes. Yes, there's ways to do it. Right. So... Once you're on the board, how do you network differently? Um, it actually becomes it's funny that the word network you're 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 then being a resource and um and you're staying in touch. Uh maybe the networking that's done is is after you get to know the board members, the outside board members is to get to know them a little bit better. Mm-hmm. Um, I've made a practice of making sure I knew who the secretaries were in the in the company where I'm on the board, so the chairman's secretary, uh, the, the the CEO's secretary. These are these are people that are good people to know, and um, I network within the company with the financial people. So after the board meeting, I'll go sit in an office and say, well, you know, it sounds like you guys are busy. So I, I think that networking it's just like your job. Mm-hmm. And you need, and it helps you. It's not just for networking purposes. It helps you continue to be a better board member because you understand what's going on. Now, once you are on the board, how much time and energy does it usually require? A corporate board, um, New York Stock Exchange board, has a minimum of four quarterly meetings, and so you're going somewhere every, you know, for two days, um, you know, every quarter. Then there's frequent calls and there's reading um, and sometimes there's some special events that you know some special uh, board assignments that are are given. Mm-hmm. So it's not a huge amount of time. It's the upfront investment that that is important. And then it's also, I mean, you have to read the Economist, you have to read the Wall Street Journal, and if you're really good, you should read the Financial Times. But I can't make it happen. <laughs> So the Economist, the Wall Street Journal, and the Financial Times. Yep. And why? Uh, because that's the level that everyone is talking about. Uh, um, every, I have never been more impressed with the, how well read um, and the, these these board members are. They're running companies, and they 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 keep absolutely up to date on current events because it's so important to their business. Mhm. And and certainly economic events, uh, you know, the the value of the dollar, 
you know, all these different currencies because they're all in international businesses. Mm-hmm. And they need to know what's going on. So that has been impressive. And before every board meeting, I make sure that, you know, I kind of do a quiz to myself on who are the country leaders, what are their economic situations, what's the latest. It's like a flashcard. So you mean the leaders of the country or? Of the countries. Of yeah, the countries. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, it's amazing. Um the level, you know, at the cor- at the corporate board level, um, these are people that that can continue. At, you know, all the all you know, Kazakhstan, Afghanistan. I mean, they they are up to speed on everything that might impact their business. Mm-hmm. Wow. Have you ever had a failure or made a mistake on a board? Um, he, I, I that you made would a talk mistake. about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I made a mistake, and then I also observed a mistake. Um, oh, okay. One of the mistakes I made, which is just so ridiculous, uh, <laughs> I we were having a corporate golf outing. Uh-huh. I was a golfer, but never had been um, a, what I would call a country club golfer. So I was asked my handicap, and I didn't understand the handicap system, <laughs> so I made up a number, which I thought was reasonable. <laughs> well, the, the response was, oh, I didn't know you were a good golfer. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> And I never, I mean, I, I never lived it down. I never lived it down and um, to the point where I then made myself take golf lessons and become um, apprised of that. You talk about you talk about a foreign language, uh, you know, so I understood the rules of golf and the rules of handicap to the point where one of the board members actually, when, when uh, this company was taken over, gave me uh, a set of golf clubs. And I've kept in touch with him ever since on my golf progress. So, um, I was so the lesson there is you know sometimes you you're trying to play the game but you don't know the rules mm-hmm. big mistake right big mistake. right <laughs> but the other thing one thing I did observe was uh, on a board that I was on we were given a board assignment and um, this person who was in charge of this board assignment was kind of making a mountain out of a molehill and uh, and and pulling in a, a number of outside resources, and it was dragging on and very costly. And he alienated himself to the chairman of the board and uh, a couple of the other board members to the point where the CEO called me and said, will you fix this, make this go away? And I was astounded that um, I got the opportunity to do that. And then also that this gentleman was then um, not reelected to the board the next year. So I I think the lesson there was make sure you really understand what your role is on a board. Um, who's the boss? The shareholders are your boss, but the company represents the shareholders. Unless they're doing something really egregious, uh, you need to know where your bread is buttered. Uh huh. So you really need to understand that and and understand what the shareholders and the company wants. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah. And. How is how has being on boards helped to develop your career? I know we asked that in the earlier show, but could you I, say it again? I, I well, first of all, the the people who know the people who know about corporate boards are in absolute awe. I mean, so it's it's a huge, huge cachet. So um, you know, currently, you know, I'm in business development in this uh, competitive intelligence company 
Well, when I when people see my resume and they know that I'm have been and currently serving on a board, I mean they already they they assume some things about my um, position that are very favorable. But I think in the in terms of the day to day things uh, you, that you and I talked about is that you're bringing a lot more to a task because if you're reading what I am telling everyone to read and you, then then you're going to be doing a better job. You're going to be smarter. Mm-hmm. You're just going to be smarter, and you're going to have people at your fingertips that you can call up um, and say, you know, hey, do you know somebody over here? I've, I've got to, I've got to understand this real quick. Uh, and and you have kind of a, a support a support network, if you will. Mm-hmm. But I think it's just it's just you're way 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 more on top of your game because you're operating at such a high level. Great. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so you, you're an advisor on boards. Do you suggest that women get con- advisors or mentors or coaches for themselves? I do. <laughs> I really do. And it, I think for me it was more haphazard. I had some good advisors. My father was incredible. And then um, oh, somebody I knew that was running a, a big company in Houston was very helpful to me. But But I think that... I think that to be proactive, uh, people should have a coach, an executive coach, someone that can help them see through and um, and map out a plan. I mean, it, it requires discipline to do some of these things. And and as as we discussed in the earlier show, I mean, if that's one of your goals is to be on a board, well then then get all the get all the help you can get. You don't cut your own hair. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Good good point. Um, and one other thing I was thinking about uh, when, when we were talking about getting on boards or, or coaching is that uh, this is a very, very conservative area of the company, country. Mm-hmm. Um, we are talking about the most conservative people probably in, in our country are, is corporate American boards. Mm-hmm. So this is not the time to experiment with new hairdos, a modern look. Um, this is your this, tattoo. Yeah, this is not the time to Your nose ring. <laughs> yeah, take it out. Uh, and and this this these boards are still. Um, I mean, stockings, closed-toed shoes, skirt, and matching jacket. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. and I mean, I, I can deviate a little bit, but I've never worn even slacks. Mm-hmm. And right. it, it sounds archaic, but it's true. Well, it's, it's the game. It is at that level. Now, you mentioned golf several times. Is golf something that would be helpful for a woman to learn in terms of getting on a board? I hate to say it, but yes. And and you know, but it is, you have to know what you're doing as opposed to what I did. <laughs> Don't say what you're what your yeah. handicap is unless yeah. you know what it means. <laughs> Uh, I, you know, I think it's probably less important now. Um, you know, I'm going to be 60, so the group that I was kind of the group that I'm hanging with now, um, and the board people are in their 60s, uh, so so that they're a little more um, traditional and that uh, they played golf. But even some of the members of my board now, that's not what they do, and so these board outings do not include golf. So I guess. Uh, in terms of being on the board, not so important, but I'm certainly, you know, I can't help but think that if you're a decent golfer or even a decent tennis player, you're going to be, 
you're going to be in the milieu or you're going to be in the crowd that that you want to be in. Mm-hmm. And 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 that's the other piece that has been a little difficult for me is that the corporate corporate America, corporate board America is a very wealthy group. Mm-hmm. And um and that's not the situation for me. Mm-hmm. And so that's also something that I just have to kind of uh, remember uh, and keep in mind. And I think that for many women who who would aspire to be on boards, you know, it's not like we're sitting on a portfolio of, uh, you know, uh, millions and millions of dollars. So there's there's a little disadvantage there, but it doesn't have to be a huge one. Mm-hmm. Do you have any other books or periodicals that you would uh, recommend? That's a great question. Um, Maybe not the books and the periodicals, but uh, other than what I mentioned, but I do notice that uh, that there is a huge technological uh, competition at the board level, and everybody has the latest, uh, either the tablet or the phone, um, and and so to be techno- technologically competent is absolutely huge, mm-hmm. so that you so that you can speak. You can speak the Android language or you can speak the the iPhone language because uh, all these people, all, you know, they're all very, very well connected and they're, they have the latest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's that's really good advice. Well, this this has been wonderful and I really appreciate you spending the time with us today. It, well, thank you. And uh, as I say, if 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 you have the opportunity to serve on any kind of a corporate board it it would be it's a it's a huge learning experience and valuable and and frankly a lot of fun great thank you so much and and thank you sabrina and i i appreciate the questions and and i hope this was helpful to uh to the audience i'm sure it will be thank you to register for a free copy of seven secrets to profitable job promotion video training Go to www.womensleadershipsuccess.com and sign up on the form that appears on the screen after a moment. And thanks for listening. Thank you for joining your host, Sabrina Brom, on another Women's Leadership Podcast. If you have questions or comments, you can email her at sabrina at sabrinabrahm.com. Since 1989, Sabrina and her team have helped hundreds of women managers, business leaders, and entrepreneurs with valuable trainings, articles, books, and executive coaching. For additional tips, interviews, and free access to Great Leaders Today mini-course, visit www.womensleadershipsuccess.com.